Hello, welcome to a very special episode of Civ Pop Rider's Room. I'm your host, Aaron, but not that Aaron, of course, and I'm joined by Civ Pop Rider Nick. Hello. I asked Nick to join because uh, Nick is uh, one of our um, writers at Civ Pop, of course, and uh, some of the other people I was thinking about asking you know, wrote the review for the site, and, you know, I uh, I wanted to not double dip. I wanted to give you another perspective. So, um, because there should be multiple perspectives. We should have, we have all these avenues. We should, al- we should be able to explore them. So, anyway, Nick, welcome to the show. I'm happy to have you on. I'm happy so. to be here. Another classic Sif Pop adventure. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So Thor 4. Um, I mean, this is, of course, the new Thor movie, and it deals with Gore the God Butcher as the main villain. And uh, Thor starts off with the Guardians of the Galaxy in the beginning. You know, we know that from Avengers Endgame and all that stuff. We got Tessa Thompson returning, um, Natalie Portman returning. Um, I want to spoil, like, literally nothing about this movie, just because, like, there, especially with the MCU, I feel like there are people that are maybe a little bit more strict and, like, knowing things. So maybe a little bit more strict about, like, trying to avoid trailers. Um, like with franchises they super care about like they don't need to be hype all they need to do is know that another Thor movie is made by Taika Waititi and they're there and they're like that's all I need now I want to show up so like I don't want to spoil like in what capacity Jane is even in this movie until we get to the spoiler section of course which we'll get there pretty quick so um, general thoughts on the movie completely non-spoiler free right for now Nick Thor Love and Thunder did you like it, love it, hate it, dislike it, or think it's just okay? I am like straight in the middle of liked it. I uh, I went in, I had a good time. It did everything I wanted it to do. It might have done a few less things than I would have hoped for, but what it did was good enough. I I have many thoughts, but I I liked it. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go on the high side of it's just okay. Um... I've kind of been teetering between there and the really low side of liked it. And I think I left the theater on the low side of liked it, but it's, it's because look it, at the very least Taika Waititi, even in Jojo rabbit, which is a movie with very dark subject matter makes you leave a theater with a smile on your face. And, and I did that. Um, but the more I thought about, it, I was like, yeah, but like, it took a while to get that smile. Like the movie starts off really weak and it ends really well. Um, but so, so I, so I wound up being a little bit lower on it. Um, but I'll, I'll, go, I'll go high side of it's just okay. Um, for, for sake of everything. But, um, yeah, where do, what are some general things? What are some things you want to highlight? You say were really good or really bad, um, in a completely non-spoiler context. Um, and then we can dive in deeper to them later, but just for somebody that's listening, that's deciding whether they want to go buy a movie ticket or not. Well, I saw it twice. And the first time I w- saw it was opening night and, I, I left a, kind of in the same spot you're at now. I was like, oh, that was good, but um, it was it was only okay. Maybe Lowside liked it. But when I came out of it the second time around, I, I noticed more things start to finish, uh, little nods in the beginning that paid off later. Um, I also f- saw a few things that bugged me a little bit more, mm-hmm. but overall, it it enhanced for me. The jokes didn't play out as well the second time. There was there was less laughs from me, although the parts that I did laugh at that first uh, viewing definitely stuck through, like the really good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the end of it, I was I was much more up on it, which kind of gives me hope because when I saw Ragnarok the first time, I was the same way. I was like, that was okay. It was different. I liked it, but it. You know, I don't know if it was exactly what I was looking for. And the more I've watched Ragnarok, the the higher it's gone up in my estimation. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that this one plays the same way, that the more you watch it, the the more you'll see and appreciate it for. So 
I think a uh, specific that I have was just the it was Christian Bale. Uh, his performance overall was I hate to say this, but it was so much better than um, than Hela in Ragnarok. He was uh, Gore as a character was just a much better character, and they worked him into the story in a much smoother coherent way whereas in ragnarok whenever hella would show up it like halted the story just dead and you'd have mm. to kind of like slog through it until yeah, we got back fair. to the fun parts and then but in this one whenever gore showed up it was purposeful it was good and even though it was quick it was enjoyable and then that that, that scene towards the end of course just he he steals it well, and Hela too is is a character that the, the more I watch Ragnarok, the more I'm just like, I don't understand because she comes out and she's like the most powerful being that's ever existed. And then like, she's not even kind of a challenge near the end. Like, yeah, it's exactly. Just like, like, you don't get that with this movie. Um, like, that was always one of my big problems with Ragnarok. It's like Hela starts off like crushing Molnir and you're like, let's go. Uh, but yeah, and, and, and she like wipes out most of Asgard like single handedly. And it's like, she how do you stop her? And it yeah. turns out fairly easily. Um, and, and like, that's kind of the point to Ragnarok is that, you know, like the with with setting um, uh, is it is, is like Zuter, isn't that? Oh, Surter, the, the big Surter. fire guy. Yeah. Mr. Krabs. Set, set, like setting Surter free to destroy Ragnarok and she, or to destroy Asgard. And she's just kind of like, that's yeah. I mean, that's how you deal with it. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's um, uh, it, yes. The gore, honestly. I feel like would be a much. I feel like we would be talking much more about how good he, Christian Bale and this character are, um, both performance and written, um, specifically performance, but also written. If if this overall were a better movie, or if this overall were like a, a more serious movie, if this was Thor three directed by I don't know, like somebody that's a little bit more like grounded in what the first two Thor movies tones were, um, like we might be talking about gore as you know, up there with levels of Thanos and um, the, who, who even is, who, who was the front runner for the best MCU villain before, before Thanos? Before Thanos. Um, I guess it was Killmonger, which wasn't that far. Oh, Killmonger. Yeah. Killmonger was, that yeah, wasn't far before. Um, Unfortunately, Mar- Marvel has the villain problem in I mean, phase Ob- one. I mean, and Obadiah two. Stane is, is pretty memorable, but yeah. like, but he becomes kind of everybody's just doing Obadiah Stane. Uh, but yeah, it, it's all same versus same. It's all the, right. the bad guy has the same power as the good guy, and they're forgettable because then they get killed off at the end. And Vult- oh, Vulture, cares. everybody liked Vulture. Vulture was very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, they seem to have a different problem now. All of the villains are now surviving and becoming more tragic villains, and you you care about your villains more. But they're also afraid to do anything meaningful like in this one there it, it's heavily implied that the sword is corrupting him in in dr strange the book was corrupting her mm-hmm. in uh there was one other word like something bad was making oh the uh, moon knight the staff was mm-hmm. maybe corrupting him so like i kind of i kind of feel like they need to they still have a villain problem they just went to the other direction they need to maybe make them a little I don't know, more towards the middle now. I mean, they have a villain problem, which they've always had, except for Thanos. But they they also have a a problem where, like, I'm totally in agreement that, like, it really doesn't feel, for the first time ever, especially after this movie, I I feel like Kevin Feige has no clue what he's doing. And, like, 
that's saying something because like this is the guy that you look back when Avengers Endgame happened. The reason why it's my favorite MCU film is because it really feels like every single film before it leads up to this one. Every single film before it is essential. And I look at most of the ones that have come out after it and I'm like, okay, what purpose does this serve? And truthfully, like some of them, not much, like specifically like Black Widow. I mean, even Hawkeye, which I really liked, doesn't serve an overall purpose. WandaVision and Doctor Strange do. Um, at least for their story. It's not really yeah. necessarily anything massively impactful. I really like Shang-Chi, but like, I, I don't know like what, what's next with that character and, and where, where does he show up next? And, and especially like, we'll get, we'll get here in a little bit. Um, just cause the guardians of the galaxy are in this movie and it's like for 10 minutes, barely. Yeah. And I, that was one of my biggest problems. With, um, because it, it just feels like they set it up at the end of Avengers Endgame, And we were like, Hey, like, this the next movie should be kind of a combo of the two of them or Thor is going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 like that's what's going to happen and like no he's not <laughs> and and the Guardians are in Thor uh, Love and Thunder but they have absolutely no purpose to be in this movie um you know, and and maybe that would change if there was like if they filmed a bunch of stuff with them and they did like a Disney Plus series like while we were waiting between Endgame and this movie like I'd be fine with it then you know like a little 10 episode like totally fine like totally uh like i don't know like throwaway like filler like just them saving galaxies just answering distress calls well, they you know, might be able space. to from what i hear they they filmed a ton of stuff for this movie that just got cut it doesn't like, surprise me this feels like that kind of movie the the rumor is that there's a four-hour assembly cut that they they whittled down to under two hours i so. definitely do not want to see a four-hour version of this movie <laughs> i know right but but yeah i definitely would be interested in seeing like thor and the guardians like just a very low stakes like disney plus series or something like that um i think that captain america a- civil war kind of prepared me for what we got with the guardians because they kind of did the same thing with winter soldier where they set up crossbones and as like, Oh, yeah. he's going to come back to get him, And then he's the first 10 minutes and then he's gone forever. And that's that. And I, I don't know. It's when they do stuff like setting something up in the previous movie, I, it always feels like they're just going to use that for the next 10 minutes of the next movie. And then they'll move on. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I, don't I know guess I was, I, I wasn't expecting them to be in a lot of the movie. I wasn't either, but I, I just didn't know, like, so, all right, so here's ultimately, like, part of the reason why I came down on this movie after I left the theater, because, again, the, this movie's intro is just, it's bad. Um, it's it's funny, but it's it's not good filmmaking, and probably really until, to me, until they get to the, the scene where they go to the, the place where all the gods hang out. Like, that's when the movie really picks up, and specifically, like, the stuff after that, like, where they actually go to the Shadow Realm. Yeah, I don't think it's a spoiler just to say where they're going. Um, you know, but I don't know, maybe. Anyway, um, we'll get to spoilers here soon, I promise. But like, that's what the movie really picks up. So the fact that the Guardians are only up for 10 minutes, it just felt like short-sighted to me. It felt like they were like, oh, well, they set it up there, so we have to do this. We can't just time jump. Which, like, honestly, I'd rather them just time jump and say, hey, we got a Disney Plus series coming out that's going to have all that. And it's like, I, I don't know. It just, again, it just feels like for the first time, Kevin Feige has no idea what he's doing. And I know he has I know he has every clue what he's doing, but I think there's no way they were ever planning on a Thor four. They were just like, Oh, there's Ragnarok and then he'll be an endgame and that'll be the end of the run. And then Ragnarok was a massive success and you know, Thor one and two is pretty unmemorable. So they're like, All right, well we'll give him a shot. People like him. Yeah. So like it just feels like I don't know where they're going and I I know I trust that there is a plan, but to me it is no longer like in Fai Yui trust. It's it's like 
this has just become any other franchise now. Like it's not like back in phase three, I was just like, this is like incredible has to be the best franchise that's ever been made um, for film. And I don't feel that way anymore. Um, and this, this maybe is the final nail in the coffin for me for that. Um, I'm still going to watch all the movies. I'm still going to watch all the shows. I'm still going to have a good time. It's just, to me, a fraction of a shadow, if you will, of what it was, what it has been. But, uh, and, and kind of to that point, um, again, you put Christian Bale in his arc in, in, a, in a movie that has a different tone in a, because he does not have a single funny line in this movie. Like not a single moment where you're supposed to laugh that he's on screen. So like, it, it just makes me wonder, like, is that Christian Bale's fault? Is that Taika Waititi's fault? Is that editing? Is that like, what, what is the problem here? Cause it, it's so disjointed and I'm so, look, I love Taika Waititi. I love everything that he's done. Um, I, I, at least that I've seen, um, which is pretty much all of it. Um, but like, I was much more interested in the Gore the God Butcher stuff than I was the Taika Waititi stuff for the movie. So, um, yeah. I'll agree with you there. They, the, the Gore stuff was more interesting, and there were moments where it did feel like they, they might have had more with him. But I don't know. Like, I, I kind of disagree with you about the, the beginning. I, I really enjoyed the beginning. I think that I got more laughs out of... In fact, the I didn't like when they went to see Zeus... And when they left, I was happy it was over. And then I, I do agree with you. I think the movie gets better from there. Um, there are a lot of jokes that they like the, they throw at the wall before that. And some of them stick, some of them don't. But I really enjoyed that that opening battle, um, except for a few minor things. Um, and I really enjoyed what uh, how they, they kind of frame it with Korg telling the story. Yeah, at the I like beginning that. and then at the end. Like... So like there there were definitely elements throughout it that I I really enjoyed and I I I'll get more into into with spoilers but um the uh also, the beginning wasn't like, too bad just, for me especially that second time around it actually felt the first time I saw it it felt like it was dragging and then the second time I saw it we were we were in Zeus's place before I knew it and I was like oh wow I really thought that it was it was a lot longer before we got here but it it really clipped along a lot faster once you knew where everything was going. That second mm. time, that second viewing really helped. Okay. Yeah, I, I won't be going to the theaters to see it again, but you know, it, I I've got the rest of the MCU on 4K Steelbook, so I'm yeah. going to pick this one up too. Um and it's going to have some gorgeous artwork, I just know it, but and and it, it ultimately is a movie I think I'd pick up, but maybe normally I'd wait for a little bit, uh, especially since these movies are free on Disney Plus plus a month before they release, but don't yeah. you worry, I have my I have my Multiverse of Madness steelbook pre-ordered. Um anyway, it's just that um so all right, I do want to get into um, to stuff here here pretty quickly. But ultimately, um, I pretty much, I don't know, the jokes are about 50-50 on if they land or not, um, which uh, Ragnarok was a significantly higher ratio, you know, like 80 or 90% of the time it landed. Um, this, this one just didn't, it, it was way less consistent on the hits. I don't know if that was, everybody was just like Taika Waititi can do whatever he wants, or if it was... Um, he's he's so busy i mean he's doing what we do in the shadows and he did that our flag means death show and he is apparently work was apparently working maybe he still is working on an akira live action film and he's got an untitled star wars project and he's got like a, a bunch of other stuff coming it's like is he just too busy that he just like didn't really have his full he was doing the mandalorian stuff too like what's what's he did he just not have his full attention to give to the script as opposed to like when he was working on thor ragnarok and that was pretty much the only thing he was doing like um anyway I, I don't know i just this movie 
has a lot of faults and I, and I can't just overlook it. Um, and, and it's not fun enough. It's, it's not, uh, it's not funny enough for me to overlook the faults. Like I think Ragnarok is a movie that's full of a bunch of faults, but it's so funny that like take out the humor. And I think that movie is like probably just okay. Low sided, like it kind of like where I am here, but that movie's so consistently funny, um, that I have to say that I love Thor Ragnarok and I, I never got like a massive laugh out of this movie either. And I had many massive laughs out of like Ragnarok. Like, I think there was two moments that I actually laughed out loud, like more than just like a, or a chuckle. Like, um, one of them was, one of them was more to the end. Um, let's just say there's like, there's a gift that Thor gets, um, as, as payment for an opening battle that 90% of the time made me roll my eyes. And then one moment just made me just bust out laughing. Oh, I know of heart, but Oh my okay. It's, I think the last every, big every time that gift did the thing that that gift does, I lost it. I thought it was hilarious. It, it got me. Those, the more you hear it, the better it is. Like the funnier it gets. It's one of those, you know, David Letterman's rule of comedy where you you do something and then it's all of a sudden it's, it gets funny. Still and it's not funny anymore and then it just gets funnier the more that you do it. And yeah. I, it it didn't work for me in that way. Um Except for except because it was about the way that it was used, and there was one the very last time I think I know which one you're talking about it's, when it... it's used is just hilarious. Yes, that's exactly yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, and there was one moment early on I remember really laughing at. I don't know what it was, um, but oh, I think it was probably just when um, when they assemble their transportation to get off of New Asgard. Okay, um, I think oh yes, that, that moment return. Was, Yes, that moment was funny. Um, so, yes. Um, yeah. Anyway, I think I think we've said enough um, to to say to move into spoilers. Um, so, real quick, my final thought before seeing this: if you're not entirely into the MCU, if you're not just like a completionist at this point, you can easily wait for Disney Plus for this movie. If you are a completionist my, with myself, like you should go see this movie. Um, I didn't see it in IMAX. I I don't know that this would be a specifically like. Yeah, go see it on the biggest screen you can. You know, something like Top Gun. I would say. Um, I, I don't think that would be the case. I th- I think uh, if you're completionist, you're gonna want to check this out. If you don't care and you're just kind of selective at this point, like this is probably a streaming one for you. You know, that's my final thought. Do you have one more final thought before we move on to spoilers? I'm just building off of yours. I think that uh, I think this is a movie more for the casual MCU fan, or not even fan. Mm. I think. I think my mom might enjoy this film or like somebody who doesn't really care to watch them, but you know, they know Thor now because he's an Avenger and I think they'll like it more. I think people who are a little more precious about the MCU and really care about the way that they're crafting this story and these characters might be the ones that have the most issues with it. Um, If, if you're like that person I work with, who's like, Oh yeah, I've seen an Avenger movie once. I think mm-hmm. this one might be all right. I think they'll they'll okay. they'll get in, they'll get out, they'll enjoy it, and they won't really give a second thought to it. They'll probably never watch it again, but they'll have a good time. Can, can I ask you real quick, as somebody with sure. kids, um, if somebody's wanting to go but hasn't seen it and they want to take their kids, like, can you recommend? I, have a, like I took my seven and nine year old to see it yesterday. Um, they both enjoyed it. They 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 had many a thought that night at dinner of all the things that they saw. Um, my oldest said that she wishes it was funnier. So that, I mean, that could play into the, the jokes not really landing for everyone. I know Taika has a very specific sense of humor, um, but they, 
the parts that they did like were like mostly the action. Um, they really liked the the ending and how yep that how yeah, it, how how the that. end turned out. Um, and my but my seven year old did say she thought that Gore was really creepy and she didn't really like him. Although she's mm -hmm. a little dark and she typically likes the darker stuff. Um, okay. That his whole deal she thought was a little offsetting, but. Other than yeah, that, I think yeah, it's I, good for kids. that's good. That's good to know. I mean, I, I, I was, I guess, I was trying to get more at like a, a parental advisory, um, for yeah. content. Because like Thor Ragnarok is a little bit raunchier than this movie. This one's a little bit more like family friendly. I think for a purpose yeah. too. But like, you know, they're uh, Ragnarok they're, goes right over their head. All the stuff that they shouldn't get, they don't get. Um, cool. They they liked Ragnarok a lot. And uh, as far as parental advisory goes, I'd say seven, eight, nine. Yeah. You know, you know, your kids, if your kid is, if this is the kind of thing they watch, but it's MCU. Um, I know my kids, they, they would have, they would have murdered me if I didn't take them to see it. So they, yeah, if your uh, kids have seen Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. there's no reason they can't see this one. I mean, yeah, there is, watch it before. there is half naked Chris Hemsworth. Can you get a full um, Hemsworth as like I said? Yeah. And there is, uh, well, I mean, there is fully naked Hemsworth, but half of him. Um, yeah. <laughs> The, the half that you can show that's PG-13. Um, yes, uh, Thorbutt. And uh, there is um, yeah, and there is some dark subject matter specifically with Gore. But like, yeah, ultimately, I think if, if they've seen Ragnarok, there should be no reason. But I'm not a parent, so I don't feel called to make those calls. Anyway, um, let's let's dive into it because we're going to have a couple things that we're going to want to talk about. Um, uh, so here's your official spoiler warning. If you haven't seen the movie and you care about like having a true experience, um, stop. Pause it, go see the movie, come back. Um, if you have seen it or you just don't care about spoilers, stick around because we're going to get into all the things that you want to know. Um, all right, I have a list of things here that I want to talk about. Um, some of them we have talked about. I already mentioned the Guardians of the Galaxy. I have no further thoughts. It's just they were totally unnecessary for this movie. For me. I felt like they were completely... I, I agree with you. They were a bit wasted. Like there were shots of them cut, cut to them. They're like yawning or like looking funny. I did think Chris Pratt though was... Uh... He was particularly funny the way he was reacting to Thor. But uh, mm. other than that, I, I agree. They 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 could have used them better. And I'm willing to bet you they've got a slew of deleted stuff with them. But we I got it in montage. Know. So uh, yeah, I will I'm say curious to see like bonus features or again, like maybe a Disney Plus. Yeah, feature at... I, I the the joke that <laughs> it didn't really work for me in the, the first time I saw it. But the second time I was cackling like a kid um, with Thor rides uh stormbreaker like a witch's broom it's like yes one what is that but then the second time i saw it i was like i love it i i, I really wish he wrote it like that not? more often i didn't, it was so I didn't ridiculous. care too much I didn't care too much for like the love triangle they were setting up with Thor and his magical weapons. Like I, I know at least once. I really worked for me too. Like okay, I, I know at least once the pop writer that I follow on Letterboxd was like, you know, I, I think I think the quote, and I'm pretty sure it was Jake. Um, so Jake, if you're listening, shout out to you. I'm I'm pretty sure it said like um, uh, something along the lines of of like uh, jealous um, uh, Stormbreaker like saves this movie or whatever, and it's like. I don't know, like I wouldn't go that it, far. <laughs> I got I got teenage Groot vibes from it, and I I didn't I don't vibe with teenage Groot anywhere near as much as I do original or baby Groot. Like it was just like they were they were trying to make a joke at like you know millennials or or Gen yeah. Z and but people that aren't in those generations. So like um, 
the the, the one where where the only t- the time that it worked the best for me was when he was standing there in front of the boat and then all of a sudden it just comes in from yes. the background and that, like that one works where that where, works where all of a sudden stormbreaker just appears out of nowhere but like but like there's like anytime Thor has to talk to the weapons, it'd be like, she means nothing. You're it's so weird. Like, Cause like, like he's it. never done that before. I know. I know. Well, he talks to Mjolnir, but yeah. it's like a whisper and it's like, it's like a calling or it's like a, or it's like a, um, like a, you know, give, give me the power or whatever. Yeah. It's not, it's not like a, Odin anybody? says, like, if you're you worthy, hungry, you, you want, can hold you. Want some? Yeah. 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 Like um, I, I we think... already touched on the, on some of the humor. I, I, again, there's a joke in the, in the first half of the film that like got me to really laugh and I can't remember it at all. And I remember thinking like two thirds through the movie, I'm like, this is a joke. I'm going to remember. Like I still remember because it was so funny. But let's talk about it now. The screaming goats, the screaming goats that he was gifted were hilarious. It it, it was one of those things that exactly what you said, as soon as you started laughing at it and then you're like, all right, well maybe it's now it's a little annoying, but then it comes right back. Um, It's, the, the one they, that really got me was when they crash into the the planet. The planet, the yes. Yeah, because it was. Boom. Yeah, just just. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, they were they were fun. I really kind of hope we see more of them in the future because they would I'm be fun to don't. see. I'm good yeah. if we don't. No, it's. It, I felt like they were overused. Like I felt like you could have you could have like you could have spaced them out long enough. Cause it felt like they were making that joke every like three seconds. At one point I was like, I'm, like I'm, I'm so annoyed. Like I'm not like, this isn't funny. This isn't getting funnier. This is just annoying me. Um, and then uh, one of the joke, one of the sequences of jokes that did really work well for me was, uh, w- was with naked Thor because like you have, you have some of the things that are being said and, and, Ze- and Zeus is like, all right, well I'll take off the clothes of like Tessa Thompson. And I put that. Nope, no, need no, like, no, I'll take, yeah, yeah, we're, we're good. We're, we'll take our own clothes off. Like, yeah, You're good. And then, you know, <laughs> as, yeah, we'll take our cloaks off as opposed to, you know, not getting you know sh- completely naked stripped. And there's a, uh, uh, and there's also just jokes about like everybody just admiring Thor, like especially yeah. like when he puts a robe on him, like all of Zeus's like handmaids like, are like, oh yeah. So, like, I like the callback later then when they're on the boat and Thor's like, I wasn't ashamed at all. I was proud of my nakedness, and he goes around the circle, and Valkyrie's like, yep, I was cool, and Korg's like, I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, which then is also like a good like because at the end he has a, a child with uh, Dwayne. Dwayne, oh, which yeah. I'm gonna admit to my my stupidity. My nine year old goes, "Hey, did you get it?" Because Dwayne was a rock, and I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, I completely missed that." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so I mean, hey, the kids. It's great for kids. Yeah. Um. Uh, so... uh, one of the jokes that I I think worked the best, uh, it was a, just a sight gag. Was when they go to uh, the the city of the gods and the, Korg sees his god and the the rock god. He like says something silly, but he's sitting on a Game of Thrones style chair made of scissors uh-huh. instead of swords. And that one hit me both. Th- I literally laughed out loud both times I saw in the theater, and I knew it was coming the second time, but it still got me because it's That's such a, really a great sight, yeah. Dad. That's a really good joke. I like that one a lot. And then, uh, and then also like Bow King of the Dumplings. Oh, it was yes. like it, it was funny, but I was like, oh, like this is obvious. Like Disney owns us. Um, so yes, I was I, actually I, meaning to look up to see if the writer of this movie was the person who worked on was a person that worked on Bow. Oh, I'm wondering. Maybe. 
Um, okay, I want to move on from the humor stuff because we've talked about that a little bit. We've talked about Gore and how good Christian Bale is and how he, he would be a top three MCU villain if he was in a movie more the tone of Black Panther or um, you know Winter Soldier or um, really any of the like more serious than they are funny movies. Um, you know, like any of the Iron Man movies, like. Uh, I mean, obviously, like with his element, like he has to be in something involving gods. I mean, you could do Guardians of the Galaxy. But anyway, Christian Bale is so good in this role. Um, and yeah, I yeah, he was great. Uh, I, I really liked Christian him. Bale's the one, uh, Gore is the one that has the only, well, maybe not the only, but he has the most complete arc of the movie. Yes. He, he's the one that he makes the decisions. He, he, he sees he learns from Thor. Like the the villain actually learns from the hero and then makes the change. And I think Christian oh, Bale was man. just perfect for that. And I don't know. it's it's either it's either that or Jane. I think you can make an argument for Yeah, Jane. that's why I said almost. I, I was well, gonna say he's the only one, but I think Jane. Because well, I'm wondering when too. we find out that Gore's ultimate endgame is to use Stormbreaker to get to eternity and then make one wish. Like, I'm not convinced that at any point he wouldn't have just wished for his daughter back as opposed to wishing all the gods dead. Like, if you have one wish and resurrection is a possibility, like, he's fine with the gods existing as long as so does his daughter. Like, so that's that's where I might argue the the Jane story arc more, where she kind of really learns to, you know, to be self-sacrificial and and, and like, to, to fight um, when she was so I don't know, see, I kind of feel like Jane is, she's pretty kick-ass from start to finish. She's, she's yes, trying well, to laugh off her cancer. She's trying to, you know, take it all, but, essentially, like, look, for, she, she won't stop. She won't stop fighting at all. Like, she, she's, she's a fighter. I, I, view, I think giving, oh, I man, guess, I, told, I, was so I guess learning to give into it and eventually, you know, she's got to, she, she can keep fighting or she can, you know, have one last hurrah. That's no, her. No, she she is the stages of grief in this movie because she is at the beginning choosing to deny that she has cancer. Cause she's like, it's only stage four out of what? And like four, yeah. like, which that was a funny joke too. Um, but like, you know, so I think that's her denying the fact that she's mortal. That's her denying the fact that she, that this is going to kill her. Um, you know, and then, and then, you know, by the end she's gone through the stage of, of stages of grief and, and she's at acceptance, but it's acceptance, not just because like, Oh, this is ine- inevitable. It's like, it's acceptance because it's like there, there is a purpose for me and this is my purpose. Um, so I like, I totally disagree with that. Like she's laughing it off. I it's, it's, it's a deflection mechanism. Yeah. She's, she's trying to do anything she can to, n- to not think about yeah, it. To she's not talk she's about trying it. to use humor to avoid the subject. She's... Yeah. So I think her character growth is, is entirely complete. Um, it's just accelerated because she's yeah. a side character, but, and um... that, and I think that's one of my biggest cons is the fact that she's such a side character. I, I could have watched the whole movie with her. Like, there is a a moment where when she's standing there at the hammer and the clouds start coming, and then we don't see her again until the battle. Like, it's heavily implied that her, she picks up the hammer, she gets the powers, she meets Valkyrie. They, they, they start to form some kind of a bond to the point where when her and Valkyrie have that little one on one after she busts the sink. You kind of feel like, oh, okay, her and Valkyrie—they've been—they've been chill with each other. They—they kind of get it. They're man. Here's what they should have done. They should have made this Thor four. They should have called it the Mighty Thor and have it been Jane's story. I um, think what they should have done 
was make this a Disney Plus six part series. I I actually really feel like that they've been they've been reversing the formula too much. I think that because comic books are episodic. Loki could have been a movie. Hawkeye could have been a movie. Hawk, yeah, uh, the the ones that they've been putting on TV. I haven't seen any Moon of Miss Marvel Night, yet. I have, I have Miss Marvel could have been three seasons of television. They've been they tried to cram three story arcs that really deserve their own mm. story into six episodes, and it's driving me nuts. But I love everything they're doing with it. It's just oh, it, it should be more. Anyway, I think that like you introduce a character like Shang Chi got a movie. You introduce him, he goes on a big movie adventure. And then the next time we see Shang-Chi, maybe then he's in a series where it's an ongoing adventure. We've seen mm. Thor. We know Thor. This is a story that clearly has a, Val- a Valkyrie subplot that got cut, has yep. a Jane as with the powers of Thor subplot that got cut, that has a Guardians of the Galaxy subplot that got cut. Like you could and very easily cut, tur- yeah. and more gore that got cut. You could very easily turn this in this four hour alleged four hour production cut into a four hour six hour television show like they could have stretched it at that point if they had all of that to go with i and- still i'm still i'm still gonna stick by i think that what they should have done is made um they should have made a movie or they should have made the guardians of the galaxy and thor team up stuff and then also come out with like around the same time in a completely separate property so let's say they made that a disney plus series and then come out with a movie call it the mighty thor and have it be Jane Her Foster story. gets diagnosed with cancer and then learns to kind of start doing the Thor stuff, but it doesn't get better. And then this movie could be the sequel to both of those, kind of like, um, you know, Doctor Strange is the sequel to WandaVision. Like, yeah, that, and the that, to me, that's, that's the route they should have gone, especially like you can have your ending the same way you have it with Jane's character. Oh, yeah, it, it would mean so much more. You could you could literally fit an entire Jane and Valkyrie adventure in between when she gets the hammer and when yes. Thor shows up. Like that could be and its own movie. And, yeah, like it would be great. It I I'm almost but, wondering if that post credit scene is implying that maybe we could get more eventually, but I I don't know. I, w- like, I want to talk about the post credit stuff later because okay, I, I have some fine. thoughts. But um but the yeah, I was I was wondering too. I man, I really like what they did with Jane in this movie, but ultimately it it feels so unnecessary for the story they're trying to tell that I couldn't get past. Yeah, it that. just feels like, too truncated. It's it's so short and it's so fast tracked and like yeah, I mean, sure the movie is about love, but like you could very easily have this movie about Thor finding love in non-romantic ways because that's what the end goal of this movie is. Like yeah. he learns to love this this daughter of Gore. And he learns, you know, their their love and thunder in in, in literally at, at the yeah. at the end of the movie. And like, man, I'm I love it. I love the ending. Uh, <laughs> I did too. That is actually it's my my seven year old's favorite part. She goes that whole end part from from the flapjacks part all the way yeah. to the end. She's like, that was my favorite part of the movie. So like, it it just felt like, um, yeah, you you could you could have it just felt like Jane was kind of forced into this movie. Uh, and I really wish that wasn't the case because I really liked what they were doing with her. Um, although I do respect that, uh, man, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to hold back on that because like I respect the fact that they introduced her with cancer and actually killed her because yeah. I, I do too. I agree. I, I the fact so, that they had the gall to actually do it, I, I wish that they could give them, more of a story to it. 
I have respect for them bringing back a character like that and killing them and doing it in a way that feels long and drawn out as opposed to like Heimdall at the beginning of Infinity War where like, oh, okay, like this character that I'm supposed to care about is just dead and I'd felt nothing uh, other than just fear from Thanos. Um, But like, um, you know, Heimdall was always underutilized and all that. Jane was too. Um, so like this character that like, man, I just, I have so much respect for them. Like not just being like, Hey, Jane's back. And Natalie Portman's excited to be in the role again because Jane now has something to do, but them to be like, no, like we're, we're going to kill her. And, but also like, man, the sense of mortality in this movie like is real. I mean, not so much from Thor. I mean, he's yo cocky and stuck up all the time. I mean, we're supposed to, we're supposed to be, we're supposed to be, we're supposed to fear gore because he has the power to kill Thor because he has the, the sword. But um, but ultimately, like just just remembering that while we're in a movie with super enhanced people, like people are just dying of cancer, like mm-hmm. and, and it's like when she brutal. drops that hammer at the Man. sink the first time and she just looks so gaunt and withering. It's just it's well, heartbreaking. And then when you see her again at the end, I it was well, the way it they was set it really up emotional too. for me, at least. I th- I thought that they really portrayed it in such a way that it was short, but it was poignant. And it's like I can only imagine anybody going through something like that, or a family member going through something like that that must have hit them hard because it hit me, and I've I've never had to deal with something like that directly. It so they set it up really well because we we know Jane is is terminal. Um, and even Selvig says like, there's nothing we can do something, uh, you know, and then, and then, and then we see her pick up Molnir, and it says that Molnir has healing powers. And I think we're just, we just assume that Jane is better because she looks better. And then that scene where she hits the bathroom sink, like we see, Mm -hmm. she is definitely not better. Like, Oh, okay. And then all of a sudden it got really real. And like, I thought like my mom is a breast cancer survivor. So like you do everything you can to try to hide that stuff, to try to make yourself feel normal. Um, so, and, and like, it just felt real. Um, yeah. So yeah, I really respect what they did with that. Um, I, we will we will return to Jane when we get to the post credits. Uh, I, I I don't know that I necessarily want to call out any other casts. Uh, Tessa Thompson's good as always. She's um, good. I wish there was just more of her. And that, yeah, that's I really wish there was more the, of her. the issue with all of the characters except for Korg. I I felt we got enough of Korg. He was good, but. He's in Sometimes the less is more, but uh, I, I really every every single character. I wish I saw more. I wish I had more Christian Bale. I wish I had more Tessa Thompson. I wish I had. More I think Natalie we got the right amount of Zeus as well, but um, that yeah, I think so too. So no, I disagree. I think we got one mid credit scene too many, uh, too much of Zeus. I so, really am annoyed that they didn't keep him dead. That that annoyed me. So here's here's one thing that I'm like really like upset about is the fact that like man this movie felt like rise of skywalker in a couple of points because like i I, there's there's a i mean i know i'm i just said that i applauded them choosing to kill jane with cancer but um but there's a moment where zeus throws his bolt at korg and korg just disintegrates and i'm like i'm perishing like 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 the one character i definitely didn't want them to kill because i love and they're doing it like they're ripping out my heart but it's like because it's a comic book movie i just like refused and then he crumbles and he actually falls and i'm just like they just killed thor like what are they doing they they just killed they just killed the like funny they the killed funny the funniest guy. character they've ever had and like nope. very quickly he's just a face and i'm like oh, like yeah. Now I don't believe anybody's going to die. And I don't care if anybody dies. I had heard just before going into the film, Korg's getting his own Disney Plus animated thing. So I'm like, well, I mean, he's not dead. They're going to bring him back. I mean, 
Well, that stuff can always just take place at any timeline. It could be of him, you know, trying to start a revolution on the planet. You know, not not printing enough pamphlets. But, um, but I just I I, that moment really felt like uh, like like when Ray thinks she kills Chewie in Rise of Skywalker, (laughs) or anytime we see any superhero movies and people are you know when Bucky is dead and then he's back as Winter Soldier, and then. You know, anytime any of these characters are like they're they're dead, but then but then they're back in the next movie. Or whatever. I kind of feel like Loki at like four times. You know, if you if you go into these solo events and these regular movies with the understanding that these are just fun adventures, and that it's not until the big team up ones where that's when the stakes really matter. I I that's kind of how I feel like they're playing it. Like because it it seems like. If you're a villain, you're not gonna you're not gonna have a good time. And if you're maybe a side character, you might not have a great time. But they won't go any further than that until this the the big events are gonna happen. Like in your end games, your infinity wars. That's mm-hmm. when that's when they start, you know, crossing off characters because they want they want to keep these characters around. So I kind of always go into the movies kind of knowing like, well, Thor's not gonna die. Like that's no, that's I never gonna believed Thor was gonna like, die, but but I'm just like, if you're gonna tease Korg dying, like kill, and yeah. they do the same thing with Valkyrie. Valkyrie gets stabbed like in, gets in, stabbed. in her gut, and Dis- then, like Disney has a problem right now because they've now stabbed like five major characters across platforms right in the gut, and they're all fine. I know, like it's so annoying at this point. It's like if you're gonna stab somebody, kill them. Like yeah, and I'm not I'm not advocating for for wanting Korg or Valkyrie dead, but I'm saying. If you're going to tease me with their death, just yeah. kill them. Like, how about how about you just stab them in the shoulder so it's obvious that they're fine, but they're they're out of the fight at this how point. About, how about this? Start actually just killing people, and then you'll have real That's tension right. again, as opposed to me just like being like, "Oh, it's fine. They'll be back in the next movie somehow." You know, there's, there'll yeah. be some Matrix of Leadership Transformers thing that will bring somebody back. Just kill your people, like, and or, again, I'm not advocating for, for wanting stop Valkyrie pretending or to. Yeah, or stop pretending like, to. Like, if they need to, you could find another way to, like, oh, we need to get Valkyrie out of here. Like, you don't have to pretend she's going to die. Like, you could just figure something else out. I don't know. It's just, it seems like they use it as the. Am I bringing you down to the the okay side yet? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, because at the end of the day, I still enjoyed it. I, I believe me, I probably have more cons. My cons list is still pretty extensive, and we haven't touched, we haven't touched on Russell Crowe yet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're, right, we're about to. I want to hit on um, two things, and then I want to talk about um, the, the Russell Crowe stuff and uh, and the Jane stuff. Um, I love what the movie is doing visually in the Shadow Realm. Like, I love yes. the black and white. And then any any time that there's light, like, that's the, the only in the immediate vicinity can you see color. I, let me tell you what I really thought the finale was going to be. And what I what I honestly, like, I love the finale the way that it was. Like, the, the, the final confrontation, I should say, because it's not really the finale. I have a huge the, thing to talk about the final confrontation. So, like so the Gore, kids draws, Gore draws most of his, like, strength from the shadows. Like, he's just himself with the sword. But like it's it's Thor could take him if it's just Gore with the sword. But it's the fact that he's also got these creatures that he's rising up and these like antlers and stuff that'll just pull him. But the shadows aren't allowed to exist where there's light. Well, you just gave thirty kids the power of Thor. What is Thor the god of? Freaking lightning! I thought mm-hmm. they were just going to illuminate the chamber and Thor was just going to take out Gore one on one. Like I thought okay. that's how the movie was going to end because to me, like how cool would that be? Like this message of light overpowers darkness and. 
and, and, and in, instead of this, like, we have to just hope and trust. And look, I really like the, the scene where Thor's just like, you won. Like, you beat me. Yes. Whatever you're going to do. I, I would rather spend my last minutes with her than, you know, with yeah. it. Like, I love, I love that too. But just like, you you just had the chance to like, empower. It, it almost felt like at the, at the end of The Last Jedi where I'm like, let's go. Like this little kid all of a sudden like has the power to be the force this this no namer and then you know everything of, of, of the ending of last jedi is ruined for the rise of skywalker but it, it just kind of like it, it didn't felt like disappointing but i was just like i really thought that was the direction they were going to go is these kids were going to uh, just illuminate and then it was just going to be a thor versus gore and yeah. i would have been totally here for it but i'm really happy with the with the final confrontation in, in I, I really whatever land like attorney that. possesses I don't know if this is just recency with all the terrible stuff in the world, but that scene where he gives the kids the power, like the whole movie, the kids are scared in a cage and Mm -hmm. like having two kids of my own, like just the thought of sending them to school is just terrifying now. Yeah. But like to see the kids scared throughout and then given the power and then seeing a group of kids being able to fight back a physical manifestation of darkness and evil and to see them have that yes. power it 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 really actually it hit awesome. me I, that part was i was like yes do this it was it was, so cool. it was emotional for me i was like super excited like i loved that they did that for these kids like and for my kids, I'm like wondering what my kids are thinking as they're watching this, like seeing kids well, their own age, you know, take on the bad guys with a superhero as opposed to, you know, just them watching from the sidelines and not doing mm-hmm. anything. Well, and, and, and how about in, in the same movie where the literal gods don't care to help them? Right. They, they, help they do it themselves. Like, yeah. and, and, and again, humor landing totally well the girl that just has the bunny that then mm-hmm. powers the bunny. that was like, great because all says thor, all thor says is go grab something she's already got something yeah. and then he's just like i give you guys for a limited time the power of thor and then all of a sudden like it cuts to her like that was my for sure my wife like the little girl in I the really fairy like. in the fairy princess outfit just yeah whoop, <laughs> and it cuts him in half that was great uh, and, that, and again, with with, with the movie, the kind of tone of this, or the, like the tone that Taika Waititi is going for, you can have the finale be these kids just rip Gore apart. Yeah, like, right? And it would be disturbing to think about, but but <laughs> fun to see. Um, so and like, that's I kind of like, and that's where like that blending of the comedy and the darkness, I think it worked a little better than in Ragnarok, where I you have a dark moment, but it's mm-hmm. filled with comedy. Because these kids, yes. you know, are just like owning face, and the, uh, you know, you've still got the 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 more serious battle going on, and then you immediately cut to a incredibly dark and sad moment at the end, yes. and it doesn't feel like the movie just stops, and now we're doing this. It it just it transitions nicely, and I think that's. I think he learned a little bit from the last one because I remember everyone was very up about the whole uh, Asgard blowing up and then Korg making a joke. And it just it didn't play. But the comedy leading into the darker stuff worked better than having that dark moment. And then, boom, comedy. Remember, we're laughing. It's like, yes, yes. Comedy leading into tragedy is, is the correct formula. And then. Uh, but the, the the other thing too about that um, that I want to briefly touch on is I love 
love the like black and white aesthetic for yes uh, in the shadow realm especially with when the light illuminates like it, it only radiates color in specific areas i thought it was the hammer is crackling the blue and you can see kind of just a bit of a red and it, all so throughout good. that scene gore's eyes are the only color that you see it's the so orange good. of his eyes oh, i love so, it the thing that I hated, though, was every other night fight sequence. It really felt like Game of Thrones season eight, episode three to me. I could interesting you say that there. because I saw the first the first night I saw it was on the big Dolby, beautiful screen, and I did not have a single problem with it. Like my friend was telling me that the uh, the CGI was terrible and it was so dark and I couldn't see anything. I was like, I don't know what you were talking about. Everything was very clear. It looked fantastic. I. Everything about this scene, those scenes were great. And then I saw it again. I took my daughters to the smaller theater because mm-hmm. matinee, cheaper. And yeah. uh, I saw exactly what he was saying. It was not very well lit. It was not, like, so I I feel like maybe this is one of those moments where IMAX or the bigger, better, more newer screens are the way to go. But I'm, I'm concerned on how it's going to look when you bring it home on the television sets because... The smaller the screen got, the worse the, the image became, and it was yeah, just yeah. I, f- I feel like mess. if you if you don't have a QLED or OLED TV, this movie might yeah. be a nightmare for you to watch. I have a QLED TV. Um, you you might need to adjust your brightness. Um, but if you have an OLED, you'll be fine or something like that. But yeah, if you just have a standard, especially again the smaller screen you get. Yeah, uh, I have a sixty five QLED. I'll be fine. But um, yeah, the um, okay. So yes, I really just I wanted to point out the visuals were great, and I really liked uh, the ending. Is just thematically beautiful and 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 seeing i didn't know i really expected um the gore's wish was for jane to be cured of cancer because he he saw the love between thor and i i'm so happy that the movie did not go that route because that's just a cop out um like i really saw that being where the movie is going because gore like he's clearly not gonna you know ask for all the gods to be killed or whatever um you know so what's he gonna do but all he really wants is his daughter to live um and gore says himself he's dying anyway and and so like you know, I, think, I love the te- I love the way that they get there. I, lo- I love everything about it. I just I, I was so afraid that they were just going to have, you know, he, he he was going to ask for her cancer to go away or like, why can't Thor also make a wish? Like, doesn't everybody get one wish? They say No, they said it was the first person to reach eternity would be granted a wish. So okay. that, that that's why ever? Thor, that's what that's what that's what they said. Whoever reaches eternity first will be granted one wish. Because um, I, I missed it that first time too. Because I was wondering why doesn't Thor get a wish or knock yeah, Gore, uh, knock Gore over and get there before him? Like, yeah, or like what, they just go back to the shadow realm, presumably, right? So just go yeah. back through the doors, you know? Just yeah, yeah everybody like, what, gets one. What was that about? Or can we wish for more wishes? Can we, you know, what's right. that about? Like, why why choose the wish you chose? But I I really think that Gore's goal was to kill all the gods, and it was Thor convincing him that you know love love is the way to go and then him seeing um him and thor and jane and they do the 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 scene where he's holding jane and then it cuts to him remembering him holding his daughter in the exact same way and they kind of cut the scene so it just kind of switches to from thor and jane to gore and his daughter and i think in in that moment he realizes he can wish to bring her back over killing all the gods and that his revenge is not as important as the life of his daughter. Mm. And I, I really, I really liked that, that, that whole, that whole ending really played out. And, and it, 
it I know it, it's uh, it's Kingdom Hearts, but uh, that whole that whole realm where like it's water and clouds. Yep. Uh, it was in the Kingdom Hearts three game, but it's it just looked beautiful the way that the uh, the way that they rendered that, and uh, I love how Eternity was like covered in stars, and mm-hmm. it was really that everything about that scene was just I re- really thought was really well done. Uh, two other like moments that I really want to point out, um, both in, in doing doing with uh, Lady Jane as Thor. Um, uh, first of all, I love like the end where like Thor's like pinned or whatever, and then uh, and then she has to fight Thor, and, and he says like he calls her like Lady Thor, or whatever. She first of all, yeah, it's the mighty Thor. <laughs> Second of all, if you can't pronounce that, how about Doctor Jane Foster? And third, eat my ham. And it was just like. Yes. To me, that moment was the moment that moment worked better than the female team up in Avengers Endgame. Where yes. you have all the female like, because that was so forced. This was so natural and empowering. And I was just like, this, this is it. Taika gets it. This is it. And it, it was um, cheesy for her to be doing the whole catchphrase thing and them kind of like kind of teasing her about not really being she's like, she's very new at this. She's not she yes. hasn't quite figured it all out yet. But then that payoff made all that cheese worth it. So when I saw it again the second time, those little moments which I kind of rolled my eyes, like, what is what is going on here? It it's like, ah, I know what's coming and I now I really like what they're doing. With I mean, this, this is moment. also like the first time we've seen a person with superhero powers, but no swagger. So like, yes, you know, those people do exist. Um, the the other thing I wanted to touch on, I think the most cool creative thing I've seen in a long time with maybe ever in this store franchise is is this broken Molnir breaking itself apart to scatter and 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 return to its original form and yes like, that was so cool every time it happened when it happened the, when it happened the first time I was like yo let's go and every time it happened i was just like i love this thing. i love it when she did it on in the shadow realm she shoots it off and then stabs the dude with the the remaining piece of mjolnir and then and, it and comes then, back and then through it, it. Back yeah <laughs> Oh, that was great. That was a really, really, really like creative visual. Um, I hope Thor can do that now that Mjolnir's back. Maybe he can do that again and again. Yep. Um, I I wrote down the soundtrack. Really, there was one moment I really liked with the soundtrack. That was it. Um, Nothing anywhere near as big as playing the um, uh, Led Zeppelin in uh, in Thor Ragnarok. Immigrant song. That's the name of it. Yeah. Um, Nothing as like that fitting, but the... um, playing playing sweet child of mine in the like i thought it was it was shot and like just edited very well like it got me going i was like oh sweet something's happening yeah that's a fun song yeah and it fit, I, it fit the it fit the mood i really liked uh there was a moment on it the during the whole uh when gore has them trapped on the planet in the shadow realm mm-hmm. giacchino's score was really standing out to me as like incredibly haunting and i i really loved it like i know that the best scores are ones you don't notice but sometimes they are and this is this is one of those moments because i i immediately noticed it and like just the way that it enhanced everything that gore was doing and saying i i want to listen to that again and again because that was really nice i liked it um i have one other thing about uh the the, i i want to just before we forget uh, those bird creatures at the beginning, they were like a cross between the Skeksis and Sweetums the Muppet that yes, he's fighting I on the, the planet. Same thing. I really loved those. They I were know. they were great 
puppets instead of just CGI weird monsters. And I thought that they just... I really liked their whole vibe. I, I kind of want to know more about those aliens. Let me have a five-part Disney Plus series about the Skeksis Sweetums aliens. I, uh... Okay. Uh, let's let's get around to the zoo stuff. Not the post-credit okay. scene stuff. We'll, we'll get around to both post-credit scene stuff later. Because um, this is really all the only thing that we have to talk about, I think, left. Um, Russell Crowe's accent is atrocious in this movie. <laughs> Never since uh, Jared Leto in the House of Gucci <laughs> have I wondered about an accent choice in a movie. It I was don't get it because it's so weird. It's like it's like he's trying to do Italian, but Zeus is Greek. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> it's like and, Italian and with a little bit of Russian, with maybe. I, I'd almost rather him just have his cartoon? natural Australian or or have an American accent. Like, right? I'd, I'd rather him do that. Like, what was wrong with his actual accent? I mean, is I know that, they kind that... of made him weird, and he kind of pranced a little, and he was supposed yeah. to be bombastic, but and his he's accent a Greek was Greek god, but it was yeah. So there's that. And then um, I, so I, I want to start off by saying that. And, but I, I thought this movie was doing something really interesting. And I was really excited to see where it goes because there's a moment where they're, where like they're hyping up like this is Zeus. This is like the guy. And, uh, and and everybody's excited. And then he comes out and he says, all right, so the orgy is planned for now. Like, yeah. And then, and then he says something about like, all right, now the award for the most like human sacrifices or something like yes. that. And it's just like, they're showing the brutality of these gods and how they aren't, they aren't idols. You know, don't meet your childhood heroes is what, what yeah. says later or something like that. They don't uh, care. They, they just live to live and they, they like live being entirely worshiped. selfish lives. Yeah. They don't. They don't care. And and even when Thor confronts him and he's just like, of course I'm scared. He has a sword that could kill me. But, you know, uh, but he's like, but also like, it's not my problem. Or like, I, I thought for, I thought, first of all, the movie was doing a great, you know, don't meet your heroes kind of thing. A great, like, um, pe- people of power that remain in power for too long. Don't care about people mm-hmm. under them. I thought the movie was doing a really great job of being subtle with that. Um, Gore's whole thing is insisted. people in power should probably stop being in power. Let's right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I I thought that I I was really like excited to see where the movie was going to go because I thought this was going to be like I thought maybe there's a chance that Thor teams up with the God Butcher essentially to start a new regime. Like oh, not, not so much teams up with, but more so allows Gore just kind of makes an alliance with him and says just leave me alone. Like like I I, I don't want. I don't want to associate myself with these guys anymore because I'm not like them and I understand why you don't like them. And, and so I like, I, I I thought, man, if the movie goes this dark, it's dark. Yeah. And I don't think they would actually have the balls to do it, but like, leg- but I was legitimately thinking like this, gosh, like I, I just love this idea. I love the, I love the idea of a movie movie doing that. And I'm hoping that that's the movie that we're going to get for the sequel is, is not just going to be, you know, Zeus going for revenge by sending Hercules, but like, I hope it is legitimately versus like... Thor in the first ten minutes, and then he's not. In the... <laughs> <laughs> but I, I legitimately, like, I, I legitimately hope it expands on that. And I, I, I was wondering if the movie was going to go there because as soon as they make that line and it's a joke, and you're not really taking it seriously, I'm like, oh, this movie's making some really interesting points. I, I wonder, like, and then, and then it gets a little bit more blatant about what it's trying to do, and it's, it's never preachy, it's never like in your face about anything. Yeah. It's 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 in a very light comedic tone, but I was just like, there's a chance for some real good dark comedy here, um, some real good like timely messages for things going on. Um, it, it's it, just 
it's possible Man. this might be a theme that they're going for too. Like, I, I like. I mean, Eternals. Kind of back the to, same back, way. I, yeah, I was just gonna say Eternals. They they meet their gods and they find out. Oh, they kind of suck. So, may I mean, back to well, what you were saying about Feige in, not really knowing what he's doing. That rule over commoners don't care about commoners. Yeah. After a certain time, like you know, so like that's the like that's the running theme. I mean, um, Shang Chi even does that in a way. Like yeah, the Mandarin no. for sure. Like it has been like a underground authority for a while, <laughs> according to the movie. And he's like, yeah, sure, let's let's a dragon. Um, yeah. yeah, like it, oh, it, that was it, the other one. Shang Chi was corrupted by the dragon. <laughs> He wasn't a bad oh, yeah. guy. He was corrupted. Oh, yeah. he was another. I um, I think maybe that's what, anyway. I, I think that's what you're you're back to your Kevin Feige issue with him not really knowing what's going on. I don't think so much as he doesn't know what's going on as he's just he started too many. He's opened too many tabs up on the browser. He needs hmm. to close a few because we've got gods meeting gods and all of these different gods and yeah, we, we've got introduction of introduction of King the Conqueror. We've got um, the the shadow realm, or not the shadow realm, the yep. uh, the, the the dark the dark old. Well, all the stuff with the dark old. I was thinking more along the lines of like Moon Knight. They have those the gods from oh, Moon God. Knight. We have the gods oh, from the Eternals. We have the god the Greek gods now. We've got we've got so many gods, and then we're also trying to do multiverse in like four other properties, and mm-hmm. then we're also introducing the young avengers in all of these new properties well so like it really it seems like, like they're just not it's like they needed to pick a lane whereas phase one through three was infinity war we've got yes. we've got these characters that we need to introduce we've got this villain at the end of it this is where we're going now it's like we've got multiverse here we've got gods here we've got uh we've got street level thunderbolts young avengers here and then I also think that they might be going a little cosmic with Guardians and then the Marvels. So, like, who knows what's going to happen there? Mm-hmm. I think that they need to focus. And I know he said that we're going to very soon f- find out the plan of the next phase. And that this has all just kind of been like a holding pattern to, like, introduce new characters and stuff. But I, I don't know. I, 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 just... I hope that they know what they're doing because it does seem like they've got too many hands and too many cookie jars. It, it just feels like whenever they set up these things, like these are like, it, it really felt like King the Conqueror is the end game. Yeah, at first. And it's not. <laughs> at, <laughs> at least I don't think it, it felt is. like that. Like it really felt like that. And, and, and then, you know, when Multiverse of Madness was announced, I was like, oh, this is going to set up like the big thing. And it didn't. No. Um. And, and, and you know, you just, you want, and, and you're like, oh, Spider-Man No Way Home is going to like enforce that. And, and, and it did movies that speaking of movies that set up a lot of tension in the prior one and then resolve it in five minutes, um, mm-hmm. unsatisfyingly. Um, but, but yeah, the, um, all that stuff. Anyway, um, we can move on. It just, I, I think that's a maybe that's a good way to describe it. Is is Kevin Feige has opened up too many tabs, and he just needs to close a few, or he needs to like merge a few. Um, and maybe that's what's yeah. going to happen soon. I don't know. We'll or see. or just play in your sandbox and like don't try to set up this big overarching yeah game, you know, things like have your little one offs, have your little you know, Shang Chi that has no larger repercussions on the MCU as a whole. So um anyway but i i really liked all the stuff that went on it's not olympias uh but it's it's a secret place that the gods go to be. i I'm really like the, the name right now stuff. it's like something city eternia uh, city or something like that 
I I just I thought all of that was really great and I really wish it went in a different direction. And that's why like when Thor kills Zeus, I was just like, okay, cool. Like maybe like maybe like something's gonna I, I guess I didn't think about the repercussions. Well, he even says he it kills. afterwards. The the repercussions of what I've just done, they're going to be coming for us forever. Yeah. I was like, that's that's an interesting potential sequel. Like, yeah. But then he's alive well, at so, the end. It's like, well, so that was what I was like, I was thinking is, I guess I didn't think about it because, you know, Taika would do something like that and then just not touch on it at all later anymore. Yeah. So like, uh, oh, the, the moment that made me laugh really a lot earlier was after the, um, I just remembered it. After the, the the scene where we first see Lady Thor fighting, um, and then uh, the Matt Damon and Luke Hemsworth, the actors, yes. Say, Should we start writing about this? That was the moment that really got me. <laughs> that was great. Uh, I loved that. Those two together with their like their black pole or the black yes. uh, turtlenecks. Black turtlenecks. <laughs> yes. But, the, but going back to the to the stuff, like I, I thought that was a really interesting direction to take it, and then I was like almost upset that they weren't because I was yeah. just like I'm so much more interested in that, like. In that in that story going on, um, than I am about whatever's left of the gore. Like someone needs to take out that whole city of gods. Like that, yeah, right. It feels like, like a reckoning is coming for them. So I, I was, yeah, or you, or, or do it, it or do it even there. in a comical way, like where something happens and then all of a sudden, you know, you're you, almost like um, somebody eats man, that man, bow. Man, God. for the dark world. I don't know the last time you've seen that movie. I I think I've seen it three times total, but um. But but there's there's like a creature game. that's there's a creature that's introduced and it's like this like really ferocious like vicious creature from the dark elves planet yeah okay. and and then there's a post credit scene where it just shows him like in an alleyway in New York and you're like oh that that's a funny like right off like they could have had something like that where it's just like oh here's this thing that's just gonna wipe out all these <laughs> gods in in like a funny way. they could have done that as a little and Tiger with TV would be the one to do that but like I I just I, don't, I, I really I, w- I found myself captivated about that's why I really liked that sequence and that's or, why I really I mean Russell Crowe's accent is atrocious but that's why I really liked everything about what was going on there or what if the end when he's when him and love go out it's they're not going out onto a beach to save some people they're going into the city and just they're, they're owning all the gods okay I mean <laughs> that's a dark sure. way to end it <laughs> I mean, I feel like at least you just need a new head. Like you need a new person yeah. with with a new moral compass to reinvigorate the gods, and so you just need Thor to be the new Zeus. That's that's really all you need. But um, you somebody to be like, hey, remember, like the people worship us, so we should protect them. Like we should care for them. That's that's the point of being a god uh, is is to care about the people that you rule over to protect them and all that. And, uh, so anyway. I think where they're going with it is that no more gods is going to be more of a thing, and yeah. that. Some of the good gods or, will stick around, but some of the bad just gods. A new, not a so new much. regime of gods. Yeah, yeah. That, I think, that's, that's what I it's think it'll be. happen. You can't have no gods, but, and it'll but, probably be led by Roy Effing Kent. <laughs> All right. So, okay. Now let's get into the two post credit scenes thing. Um, do you want to do the Zeus credit scene, or do you want to do the the? Let's do the, the Zeus scene? credit scene first because I hated okay, it, so, so. except for the surprise introduction of Roy Kent into the MCU. Okay, so 
I'm entirely with you. I as soon as Zoe showed up, I was like, Zoe showed up. I was like, no, right? Like, and and I look, I'm a Russell Crowe stan. Like I, I I at one point believed that he was the best actor um, that ever was. I like this him was, like, too. When I was in high school. I, I really like. I mean, of course, he's in my favorite movie of all time, The Nice Guys. But like, uh, he's oh, is in that LA your favorite movie? I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also in L.A. Confidential, which is one of my favorites. Really like he, he's in a lot of movies that I adore. I, I really like the 2012 Les Mis. Um, I don't like his singing voice in it, but I like Javert got done dirty in Les Mis. He's the hero he of the story. Uh, all right, probably. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'll buy that. We'll talk about that on a podcast. That doesn't it's totally unrelated. So no, but like I, I, I didn't. I didn't want to see more of him, uh, more of Zeus. You you don't even have to have Zeus in that scene. You could just have Hercules just being like. I actually said to a friend, um, Lena Headey was actually supposed to be in this movie. She was cut. Huh. They paid her like seven million dollars, and her scene were all cut. Apparently, she was supposed to be a Valkyrie that I found out. Oh. But I originally thought maybe Lena Headey was supposed to be Hera talking to Hercules, okay. and that that was her scene. And then they were like, "Ah, oh, it's too Game of Thronesy." I but I realistically, I think what happened was. They loved Russell Crowe. They loved working with Russell Crowe. They killed mm-hmm. Russell Crowe. And then they were like, Russell Crowe, do you want to keep doing this? And he was like, yeah, sure. And they were like, okay, you're not dead. And that's probably what happened. Well, and he's Zeus. You can't kill Zeus. Like, I mean, you could. Yeah, I don't. Look, I really motivate Hercules. You, Yeah, you don't need Zeus in it at all. You, you just need Hercules monologuing or something but yes i loved the reveal of it so i i'm with you i didn't like zeus return zeus's return i loved the reveal of uh brett goldstein is his name yes um playing hercules and honestly are you ready for the my main takeaway of thor love and thunder go ahead i want taika watiti involved as a producer but not a writer or director yeah i think i want i want brett goldstein to write that Oh, because yeah, he's a writer on Ted Lasso. He's, he's a writer. He, he was. He wasn't. He was a writer before he was an actor in Ted Lasso. Yeah. But as they were writing, he's like, "Guys, I think I'm Roy Kent." And they were yeah, like, I heard that they gave, they gave him the character after he asked to to audition for it. After he, writing, he for realized it. as they were writing, he's like, "Guys, I think I think I'm this." And they were like, "Oh, I think you are." Like, I think we've been yeah. unintentionally writing you. Like, I want. No, I don't want him to write it alone. I want no. I want him to have somebody, especially because I one of the things I appreciate about this movie is how deep they go into the mythology stuff. You know, there's there's lots of mythology about Zeus's Zeus's bolt and uh, and, and what Mjolnir can do, and there's um, you know the shadow realm and eternity. Like I I really like all that like lore building stuff that they're doing, and Thor is the easiest to do that lore building stuff. Oh, yeah, so I like so that much. they're incorporating that. Um, so I, I don't really I don't necessarily want Brett Brett Goldstein to be the only writer. I want I want him to like be the the point guy, um, and I don't know if he's done a lot of directing. Um, I don't know that I want him to direct. Um, Did but... Taika only direct? I know I know he probably wrote on Ragnarok, but I don't think he has a writing credit on Ragnarok, does he? Yeah, he does. Oh, he does. Sure. Oh, okay. He's the main writer on Ragnarok. I think there's oh, okay. three writers total, um, but he's the main. Uh, but so so same thing. Like I, I give me Brett Goldstein being the lead, and especially because Tad Lasso will be done soon. So yeah, he'll have true. the time, uh, and, and and it would reinvigorate the franchise in the same way that, that Thor Ragnarok did. I'm 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 much more interested in Brett Goldstein's Thor five than I am Taika Waititi's Thor five. Yeah, um, and especially Brett Goldstein could carry over that tone from from Ragnarok and Love and Thunder really well. Um, and I think 
you know, you would have to find a director that would fit that mold, and you could easily do it. Um, they have lot. They have people working I mean, on. You know, Taika Lasso. could still. Maybe, I mean, they could probably write it together, but uh, I, I'm let him look, direct if Taika, mainly. If Taika is going to be involved, then I want the writing team to be Taika and and um, yeah, uh, and and Brett Goldstein and Taika can direct still. Um, but but I, I'm what I'm saying is I'm much more interested in Ta- Taika Waititi's pursuing so many things and just being like, look, I've set up the Thor franchise in, in a in a way that people are excited about the next Thor movie again. And like you didn't think we would be saying that ten years ago. And like he's like, and I and I'm doing this. And I still want to be around. I still want to help. I still want to maybe story credit or whatever. But like you know, it's time for me to move on or or it's time for yeah. me to pass the torch. I, I I I so badly want Brett Goldstein to be part of the writing team on this. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That that would be a really good pull. He is Ted Lasso is just fantastic. It's it's next level. The, it's, it's so yeah, good. it is. It's it's a fantastic show. I I'll, as much as I I'd like to think Bill Lawrence is a main contributing factor to that, but uh, he he's got way too much on his plate to ever take over something like a Marvel. But uh, well, and he wouldn't do a movie. I don't, I don't yeah, that's true. Ever. He's know. he's a showrunner. That's what he does. But. Well, I mean, well, and, uh, Zach Braff did an episode of Ted Lasso season two, yeah. and and he's done. He did Garden State. He's done movies before, and he. That so would be interesting, and Brickles. he's dating uh, Phonus uh, Pugh. Pugh. So yeah, he's uh, so, he's, uh, got, a, my, he's got a toe in the the Marvel what thought waters. Would be, what if Zach Braff directed it? And we know he's he's a, at least I know he's good with comedy um, and yeah. drama because of Scrubs. So like my that was my initial like, who do you get to direct it? And I was like, well, maybe Zach Braff. I, I don't know. I'm not sold on it either way. What I know is I'm much more interested in the next screenplay coming from Brett Goldstein than I am for Taika Waititi. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I, I mean, I don't know what the next thing he's going to be able to do is because really, I don't see him doing Star Wars. They're going to they're going to Lord and Miller him right out of that franchise because he's going to scare them in. No, they're going to turn it into like a Disney Plus thing or they're going to turn it into like an animated. They're going to turn it into something that they can easily write as non-canonical. Yeah, um, th- that's what they're going to do. I mean, but also at the same time, like he's not anything like himself in The Mandalorian, but he's not writing The Mandalorian. So true. I, I don't know. All I know is look, it'll happen. He's too much of a box office drop for it to yeah, not happen, he's, but he's they're, they're going to they're they're give him one more. They're going to say, do your trilogy of Thor movies and then he'll move on. But, and I'm almost wondering if maybe Thor five happens sooner than like, cause they, they put gaps. I, I made the joke at the end. My daughter goes, when's the next Thor movie coming out? I don't know. 2026, probably not for a while, but now I'm almost wondering if they might fast track it, get it in now because if hercules is going to be a big part hercules does eventually become an avenger from what i understand i don't know too much about the character but i do know that and it's possible that he could just be thor's replacement for that kai who kind of doesn't get it but is also super powerful and they could kind of make the butt of jokes I don't know. Okay, so so in addition to, I mean, he's he he is a creator of what we do in the shadows. I know that's more of um, Jermaine Clements, like yeah. the showrunner. Um, Wellington Paranormal was ending, but he also did Reservation Dogs, like created yeah. Reservation Dogs, and Which that I believe is getting season. a second season. I believe so. And he's got Our Flag Means Death, which he which, was the which creator of. is greenlit on a second season. Yes, because it was HBO Max's most popular yeah. show ever. <laughs> um, it looks like he's written a screenplay for something called Next Goal Win. Next Goal Wins for In Call. He's got this Star Wars film that he's writing and directing. Um, Werewolves, um, which has got to be part of the like 
Werewolves um, is a spinoff of uh, what we do in the shadows. what we do in the shadows. It's the yeah. werewolf. It's essentially the werewolf version of it. Yeah. So uh, he's writing these things and uh, another TV series, Time Bandits, and he's writing a Flash Gordon movie and, like I said, the Akira screenplay. Although I think he might have dropped out Akira of that. And Flash um, Gordon have both been like things he's doing for a while now. I'm I'm almost wondering if they're just in development hell. I wonder, and I thought I heard something about him dropping out of one of them recently, but he, he's he's apparently directed, um, and it's already completed, Next Goal Wins, which comes out next year. He's directing Tower of Terror, but didn't write it. He's in pre-production on the Incall, again, working on Star Wars and Akira and Time Band. It's kind of, it's, so, yeah, when is he's he going to get around to it? a lot up in the air. I don't know, yeah. And and I wonder, does he want another big blockbuster movie like this? Like, especially if he's also got Star Wars on his plate? Like, what's, what's going to be the, like... Does it make more sense even for Marvel to be like, hey, look, you're doing your own thing. We want you involved. But like we've got Brett Goldstein here. Like what if he just writes or know. or maybe like let him write and then you can um, you can do um, you could still direct. But like let him get the first draft of the screenplay down. Like, yeah. You know, for for every like Marvel and sense. Star Wars that he does, we're not getting a Jojo Rabbit. And that is probably the shame. thing that's the shame. Yeah, I Jojo Rabbit's one of my favorite movies of all time at this point. And I, if he can do another movie like that, I'd much rather see him do that than... Yeah, Jojo Rabbit's my favorite Taika Waititi movie, which might be blasphemy because I know what we do in the shadows is insanely popular. And I love what we do in the shadows as well. I do too, but Jojo Rabbit is... But it has the emo- level, it right? has the emotion that what we do in the shadows is purely comedy. I would love to turn back the clock and give Jojo Rabbit the best picture that year. But what one won that that year? Um, it was the year 1917 was the front runner and lost. Oh, that's um, right. Oh, I see. I would have given it to 1917 that year. I would give it to Jojo Rabbit over 1917. Oh, it was Parasite. That was the Parasite oh, year. Yeah, all right. I wouldn't give it over. I, <laughs> I remember. No, I, I would give Parasite it. But I, I remember sneakily thinking, like, I really want. Jo- if, if it's not Parasite, I really want Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. But I know 1917 was the front runner for a while because they were like, they're not really going to give an international best picture. And they did. And they made the right call. But anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, I it, it just look, I want to I wanted to love this movie. I went in with next to no expectation. Oh, we still got to talk about the Jane stuff. I, I, it's just it's. It's just that it, I didn't. Um, I, I didn't. Fair enough. Like, that's the thing. So I, I feel like this is a movie that maybe will grow over time. Um, a lot will depend on how Thor 5 turns out. And a lot will depend on once we get some vision of what the future of the MCU looks like, I'm sure. Um, this, I will put on Ragnarok before I'd put on this, especially if Agreed. I'm just going for like a, like a once and done. I'd put on a lot of movies before I'd put on this one. I mean, yeah. Either of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, but like that's the problem look, with the Marvel movies. There's so many look, of them it, now. Like you can't just grab one over another sometimes. But there are ones that I'll just toss on just to laugh at. Like Ant Man and the Wasp is my go-to if I want to laugh at a Marvel. That's the one I put on because I love it. It's one of my look, favorites. If if Thor: Love and Thunder was Thor. It would not be able to wield wield Mjolnir. It's it's just it's not worthy. Not worthy. It, it's it's good, but it's not good enough. Is uh, Thor especially Love and Thunder off of Ragnarok. a Christian Bale shy of being a dark world? Man, what an interesting thought. Are you like, saying if there's an actor not as good as Christian Bale in the role? Like, if Christian Bale's not in this movie, are we saying that this movie is just above Dark World? Like, it's the comedy version of the Dark World. Look, I I like the first Thor more than most. So like 
I know that a lot of times both of those originals get, get crapped on, but I re- actually really like the first Thor movie. I like that one um, too. Man, uh, that's a really good question. Um, no. Okay. No, and for the only for only the reason that there's enough that works about this movie. The Jane Foster stuff alone works for Love and Thunder, and like nothing about Thor: The Dark World works. Um, so, like at the very least, at least the Jane Foster stuff works really well, independent of gore. So, like, there's that. So, no, well, there you go. I no, got to say but, something nice about Thor: Love and Thunder. Look, I, I will, I will be, I will be able to say, in terms of ranking the four Thor movies, this is my third least favorite, or third, That's- third. I, I would put Ragnarok and then the first Thor and then Love and oh, Thunder okay. and then the Dark World on bottom. Yeah, I'm so. the other way around. I, I've got this one above the first Thor. But I mean, realistically, I would almost count them as like a, a 2A, 2B because I like them about the same. Okay. The first yeah, Thor like I said, I know I like the first Thor more than most. I think that movie has aged really well. Um, I agree. So I, really I think when it came out, people just re-watch. didn't know what to think about it. But it's it's awesome especially on a on a rewatch i love the like brana touches on it i mean it's it's clunky because it's not funny but it is funny and the and the theme a lot of people like to say marvel doesn't have good theme songs for their regular movies and it's just the avengers i think those first the like captain america iron man thor those three really have great theme songs for their lead character and the the thor one is one that stands out to me yeah. So, uh, all right. Let's so let's talk about the Jane post credit scene because this won't take very long. Um, all we see is her, is Heimdall greet her at at, at um, Valhalla. Uh, Valhalla. I when I was looking to see if there was a second post credit scene, somebody said this could set up the return for for Jane Foster. I don't think they're doing that. I think I think what they're all what they're doing is just giving closure to her story and and confirming that she has peace because like the movie has been intent so far to say um that like the gods don't care about you and the only way you get to to an after to a peaceful afterlife is if you are a warrior for the god and you die in battle like and sure jane does those things but i think i think it's i think it's just meant to be a hopeful ending for a movie that is very like i agree tearing down hope and gods they were saying that jane foster because she was worthy and because she died in battle, she was a mere mortal who became an Asgardian. And because Thor says to the kids, like, no, you're Asgardian. If you die in battle, you'll go to Valhalla. Like, sorry for, and then the other kids were like, but I'm not Asgardian. And he's like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) so, but like, I think that that's what it was. They were saying that, that she, she lived such a noble life that she then died in battle and she was granted this gift. I, I wouldn't put it past Marvel to one day say, but also it's a way that we can bring her back if we want. But I think I agree with you that, that this was just a closure moment. Like, don't worry, Jane's fine. She died and sh- her story is complete and she can now live in peace. Rest in peace, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't put it past Marvel to bring her back. I mean, I don't think Natalie Portman wants to come back. Like, I feel like part Probably of that not. condition for her to come back was like, I'm doing it because I saw Ragnarok and loved it, and I want to work with Taika, but like, I want this to be my finale. Like, it just kind of feels like one of those, you know, like yeah. Han Solo and Force Awakens, um, like kind of one of those deals. Uh, so, so yeah, that would my interpretation was a movie that has been picking on and showing evil for the gods is just reaffirming not all gods are bad. Um, so 
or just reaffirming there is still reason to have hope or something like that. It was a it was it was a, it was an ending, hopeful ending for Jane, and it was a hopeful ending for just what the movie had been saying all along. So I have one missed joke opportunity that I'm really disappointed in Taika for, and I would almost be willing to bet you it's sitting on the cutting room floor. But at the beginning, when when Thor gets to Sif and Sif, who we didn't even mention is in this movie, yes, Sif comes Barely. back for a minute. Um, oh yes, she, that was that was the other joke I really liked. So so she gets her arm cut off, and she's like, "Let me leave me to die in battle." And he's he's like he's like, "Oh, the battle's over. You're not gonna go to Valhalla. Your arm might be in Valhalla because <laughs> this guy." I stood up when the 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 post credit started and they were in valhalla and jane was there i'm like we're gonna see sif's arm in the background and oh, it hilarious. wasn't there and i was like come on taiga it was right there that's exactly your kind of humor but that would so funny they didn't want to do a joke there and i'm pretty sure that if they had thought of it they decided not to use it because well, how, that was a serious is, how moment. do you communicate that like how do you make it very clearly this is lady just sif's arm an arm just sitting like in the background <laughs> like on the bridge just a limp arm that that's all i would have needed just the visual gag but maybe there is one in the background <laughs> maybe we'll see in the imax screen you can actually see it it's on the bottom part. <laughs> yeah but that would have been right, hilarious. Well, that'll, that'll do it there's lots of thoughts on thor love and thunder and man there's so many to be had um if you stuck around this long good for you i guess um ultimately look how excited are you for the next thor adventure as excited as I always am for these movies, like they've they've got me hook, line and sinker. I will watch it forever. I love these characters. I want to see more of these characters. My biggest problem with this movie is that they didn't give me more of these characters. So and that seems to be my biggest problem with all of them, like especially like Ms. Marvel. I want more of these characters, but you're not giving me enough of them. So yeah. just I, I'll be there day one. Look. Look, I'll be there day one too, just because I, I I will be for pretty much any of these MCU movies until they like really start sucking. Yes. Um, like consistently, but like, um, you know, not just in Eternals here or there, but um, but ultimately, like, I'm less excited um, for whatever movie comes next because after Ragnarok, I'd have been like, yeah, Taika Waititi can make Thor movies until he dies, but yeah, I don't. I, it it depends on uh, is this going to be like setting up for a big like the gods are against thor and his friends the avengers like that might be like the next end game i i really doubt it um is is it going to be thor and his daughter versus something else kind of like how thanos was teased for like 20 movies or whatever you know between avengers and infinity war like are the are, is is the god storyline going to be thor 5 or not um uh, are they going to set it are they going to set it up to where it's really thor 6 or is it going to be like thor 5 and 6 are kind of like you know, part one and part two, whatever. Is it going to be like Thor Ragnarok was supposed to be a sequel to the dark world. And then six years later, it's a completely different movie. That's not even connected. Like when is it, we yeah. might see Thor three more times before we ever see Thor five. All I know that's, with is, this MCU. That's you never know. All I know is that I am just like a way less excited about a fifth Thor than I am when Ragnarok came out and they said they'll do another one. Um, that is all going to change based off of um, whether or not Taika Waititi is returning and if not, who is replacing him. Like, again, I am much more excited in a uh, Brett Goldstein draft than I am a Taika Waititi draft. So 
I, that's my final thoughts. Catch Nick on Twitter at Jagged2319. Catch him on Letterboxd. Uh, and uh, yeah, thanks for sticking around. Uh, thanks for talking and uh, with me, Nick. I appreciate thanks you. Thanks for having me. Um, and um, I I know that there's things that we, I'm sure, want to talk about more. Um, and I'm, I know there's probably things we said that a lot of people would disagree with because this movie is being very divisive. So Apparently, Yeah, who would have thought a Thor movie would be so divisive on the internet? So anyway, um, yeah, thanks for listening and uh, we'll catch you next time.